you're listening to the Sassy Solopreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Silva, first-generation Latina, digital entrepreneur, and an online educator. On this show, you're getting an exclusive backstage pass on how I transformed my food blog, A Sassy Spoon, into a sustainable and profitable multi-six-figure business as a party of one. Tune in each and every week for the sassy vibes, authentic, no BS conversations, and actionable advice on how you too can build the profitable food blog business of your dreams. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to dig in to today's episode. We're going to talk about all the things I did before I quit my 9 to 5 job and started my business. And while I know that sounds absolutely ass backwards, it is. <laughs> I'm sure you're just like, okay, wait a minute. You started your business after you quit your 9 to 5 job? Is that a, is that a typo? Did you have a sugar daddy? Like what's what's happening? So, this is the story, okay? If you heard my first episode, you know that I quit my job. And I then started my food blog, A Sassy Spoon, which is now a multi-six-figure business. So I wanted to take this opportunity to expand on that a little bit more to show you like how I got there, right? What my actual escape plan was from my nine-to-five. Because I know that when you hear like, oh, Jamie quit her nine-to-five, started her business, and now it's multi-six figures. It's like, oh my God, that sounds so aspirational and dreamy and badass. But that's not really the case. I I didn't just walk into my boss's office and say, like, I quit, bitch, and then just walk away. Like, that's not me. (laughs) So I had a plan, okay? I'm way too analytical and cautious for that to be, like, what I actually did. So I don't want anyone getting the wrong idea. So let's talk about it. Before we jump into all these step one, two, and threes, let's paint the picture, okay? It's 2016, January 2016. We're coming back to work after the holidays, and I'm coming back to work with a resignation in hand, ready to quit. I'm done. I, you know, had taken all my vacation time, which I guess that's step one, right? Take all your vacation time. (laughs) Take advantage of all the perks before you put in your resignation. Like, go get your doctor visits before you lose insurance, all the things, right? But anyways, so yeah, I walked into my boss's office, put in my two weeks, and I was going to figure out my next move once I was done with the two weeks. So January 15th, 2016, that was the last day I ever walked into my nine to five. And happy to say that's the last time I walked into any nine to five because ultimate motivation. I know that a lot of people were like, what's your ultimate motivation? Is it to make million dollars? And honestly, my ultimate motivation is to never have to work again for anybody else. That's it. So at that point in my career... I was kind of stuck. I'm like, what do I do next? Just trying to explore options and be as open-minded as possible. Looking at LinkedIn, you know, just trying to figure out what to do next. And so I did have a few interviews lined up. But again, I wasn't really convinced with the interviews that I was having at that time. And in the interim of all this, I was having conversations with friends of mine that were in the industry just trying to like just wrap my head around what it would be like to continue to work in digital marketing, if I should go agency side, if I should even go solo. Like that's when I started to figure out like, okay, maybe I could try this whole working for myself thing. It's something that I had been wanting since I was a teenager. And so why not now? You know, why not give it a shot? 
And I guess when you finally start wrapping your head around things, you get all a bunch of confirmations, you know, like every time I, that someone tells me like, oh, I got laid off. I don't know what to do. I always see those things as a blessing in disguise. Like, I always see that as an opportunity for something new, as a way of like getting rid of that old energy and bringing in new energy, which I know sounds super woo woo, but I don't know what it is. Every time I've let go of something that doesn't align whether it's in my life or in my business, something better always comes in, okay? So that was kind of like my mindset. I was having all these conversations with friends of mine in the industry. I also had opened an Instagram just for fun, just to get like the food photos out of my phone from the restaurants I had gone to because I was, you know, major foodie going to all the restaurants. And so, which again, it's like a no-brainer, right? Like everything was kind of aligning. Like you should be in food. Listen to your intuition. <laughs> And so I started seeing this. I started seeing different foodies online, going to restaurants, reviewing the restaurants, putting the photos and growing their accounts that way. And so that's what kind of started my whole intrigue into all this. Also, one of my friends that had just moved to Minneapolis was telling me about Pinch of Yum and their photography workshops at the time. And so I was doing all the research, right? And I was just trying to tap into what was at the time popping in this industry. And so in, in having this conversation with her about Pinch of Yum, I found myself in Pinch of Yum's website and I saw all of their income reports. At that time, they were still actively posting them. And they really did such a great job of painting the picture of what it took for them to grow their food blog. Almost like it was like a social experiment and then it ended up being like an empire. And you're just like, wait a minute. Okay, hold on. Let me analyze every single report. This is how much we made. This is how much we spend. These are the resources we're using. And I was like, okay, I feel like I can do this. This sounds like something that I could definitely see myself doing and something that I could absolutely make work. I had started and quit a lot of blogs in my past, but it's probably because I didn't have a blueprint. And here I was in front of all these income reports with a wealth of information from Pinch of Yum. And I'm like, okay, this is the blueprint. Like, this is what I have to do. And so seeing Pinch of Yum make that happen for themselves, I was like, okay, if they could do it, I could do it. And that's where the whole journey began. I got my domain. I got my host. I opened WordPress. I believe it was at the end of February of 2016. And then from there, I just started going down different rabbit holes of like tutorials, how to use WordPress, how to post a blog, how to take photos. I was using my iPhone at first, okay? I had no idea how to use a DSLR. I had never used a DSLR in my entire life. As a matter of fact, I bought my first DSLR from a pawn shop. True story. There was a pawn shop here in Miami. I don't know if it still exists, but it had a whole bunch of like luxury items. And one of them was a Canon Rebel, right? It was like a T1i or something like that, which is absolutely, not, it doesn't even exist anymore, right? It's obsolete at this point. But I got in and I was like, whatever, I'll just figure out how to use it. You know, like the Delulu was Deluluing at this point. OK, I just convinced myself that this was going to happen. And I was so happy doing this, too, which I think is something important to mention. You know, every other idea that I had thought about didn't make me happy. Just the thought of going into another agency job or going into another corporate world job or even going client side. None of that excited me. And so this was something new. This was something exciting. And little by little, I learned how to use the camera. I learned how to 
write blog posts. I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, back then it was more storytelling with one photo, like process shots. Who is she? You know, like nobody talked about that. And so we had the recipe card with the recipe. We talked about our life and then we took a photo of whatever it is that we were making for that blog post. But the important thing is that I started and I kept going. I kept pivoting and as things would evolve and change as they have in the last seven years, I would just continue to pivot. And so little by little, I just kept going. And I think that's the most important part. Now, the question on everyone's mind is like, how are you paying bills, right? And this is where the escape plan comes in handy. So prior to quitting my nine to five job, I had a savings account. I knew that before starting my business, like when it comes to building a business, you're not going to see money for a long time. And I know that a lot of people have this perception when they see six-figure business on Instagram. You don't realize that to get those six figures, it's going to take you years. Not to say you won't make any money, but to make six figures, that's going to take years. And so a lot of times we see these things on Instagram and they don't really specify how they got to those six figures. And that's why I'm here to give you the real shit, right? I'm here to tell you there's no such thing as overnight success. You're not going to make six figures in five days. Like this is just not the case, right? You can absolutely make some money, but to make like those aspirational six figures right out the gate, it's just not going to happen. And so make sure you have a savings account. That's number one. Contribute to it often. Keep beefing it up. So you can use this money to fund your daydream. Another thing I did as part of my escape plan was reduce expenses. So that's number two, reduce expenses. I had heard on a podcast early in 2016, because again, I went through a lot of rabbit holes, guys, okay? <laughs> so many rabbit holes. I heard all the podcasts. I read all the blog posts. There was such little information back then because there were there was no courses back then. There wasn't anything with the exception of like Food Blogger Pro we really had nothing else. And so I heard every single podcast that I could possibly hear about how to make all this happen. And so this particular podcast was with Joy the Baker. The interviewer, I remember, asked her something along the lines of like, how did you get started? And one of the things she said was that she reduced expenses, which I thought was such a logical piece of advice. And that made sense to me. Reducing expenses for me, meant to just bring it down to just the bare bones, right? Like rent and light and food and just things to survive just for now. Doesn't necessarily mean that you have to reduce expenses forever. This is just for now until you start making steady money. And so I reduced a lot of my fun money, so to speak, like Sephora runs and travel and buying clothes and, you know, all the things that I was a lot more frivolous with back then when I was trying to fill the hole of unhappiness. <laughs> and so I was very intentional with the amount of money that I would spend, which brings me to number three, line up freelance gigs. I was thankful to be in a position where I had made connections with people while in my prior nine to five who were in the same industry and who actually helped me get into the whole wonderful world of digital marketing and so the same person that helped me transition out of the corporate world and healthcare and all that into digital marketing was the same person that afforded me a position in her boutique agency where I was able to do social media management and I was able to just sustain my lifestyle for that year. And 
be able to release some of that pressure that comes with starting a business because there's a lot of pressure guys it's so much that you have to think about so much that goes into it you're doing all the things and so instead of giving myself this pressure of like I need to make money right now from this blog I need to get a hundred thousand page views I need to get ads on the site I had at least money coming in from these freelance gigs that I had lined up which I'm forever grateful for And so that way it wasn't so overwhelming because again, whether you're starting an online business, whether you're starting a blog, it is a slow burn, okay? This isn't like a TikTok sensation that became famous overnight and suddenly has a bunch of brand deals, which even then I'm sure that fades away too after a while. But if you want to start an online business or start a blog, you have to be realistic in that you're not going to be making a lot of money for a while. I I keep saying this. I know I sound like a broken record, but I just want to make this clear. What you see online, people making six figures, that was not an overnight thing, okay? That took time. And so again, having these freelance gigs lined up while you're also reducing expenses and while you also have this savings account will not only release a lot of the pressure that comes with starting a business, but it's also going to help you invest in things like education to get there faster, invest in a coach, invest in different resources, maybe some tools that are going to help you automate things quicker. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to quit your nine to five job to make this happen. By the way, you could use your nine to five job as a way to fund your daydream, right? Another thing I did under the heading of reducing expenses was shopping grocery sales, getting props from Goodwill, going to Dollar Tree. Don't sleep on Dollar Tree, guys. They have a lot of good props. I know they're kind of basic, but when you're just starting out, It's great. And something that I love about having a blog is that or even an online business in general, like your overhead is really low and it can be low for a while. So you don't even have to invest that much money into it. I know a lot of people get scared with the upfront costs that are needed for starting a blog. Trust me, they're not that bad. I promise. And so I did it. I made it. I started this blog. I committed to it. I stayed consistent. I stayed in my own lane. And can you guess what happened next? A year and a half later, after starting, after quitting my job, I was able to join Mediavine at 40,000 page views. Back then, Mediavine had a lower page view threshold. And so I was able to join Mediavine in July of 2017. And I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe all this work paid off. All those times that I thought nothing was happening. All those times that I was like, is this really working? Should I just go back to a nine to five? Like, what am I doing? Who am I fooling? I did it. You know, that was my main goal is to get on an ad network. And I did it. I had already done a few sponsored posts in the prior months. But for the most part, for the first year for 2016, from January to December, I just really wanted to make sure that I was putting out content that I was learning as much as possible that I was staying focused. Because again, I had never stuck to any of this. So I just really wanted to see if this was something that I could see myself doing in the long term. And just to think that that was seven years ago is so insane to me. The time is going to fly anyway, so you might as well do something that you love in the interim, right? In the past, if I didn't see any type of progress by like day one, I was like, forget it. This is not going to work. Quit. (laughs) And so the fact that I had stuck to this, that I had quit my nine to five and made this happen, that was like, okay, this is possible. And so to recap... I'd recommend having a savings account when you are either starting your business or even if right now you're in your nine to five, you're sitting in a cubicle, you're listening to me talk and you're like, okay, I really want to quit my job. 
in the next six months or in the next year or whatever the case is, start saving up money because this way, by the time you do quit your nine to five job, you have this money saved up to use it for a buffer where you need to use it to pay bills, to reinvest in your business. Having a savings account before you let go of your nine to five job is never a bad idea. Okay. Also reducing expenses. That never hurts, right? Doesn't mean that it's forever. It's just for now until you get your footing, until you start making steady money and, you know, shopping sales, shopping at Goodwill for props, shopping Dollar Tree, like whatever it is, just making sure you're being smart with the expenses. And then lastly, having these freelance gigs is always a good idea, whether it's photography gigs, doing social media management on the side, ghostwriting, like anything, again, to just ease the pressure of having to make money in the first five minutes of you starting your business, which is so overwhelming. And so having this type of escape plan is just going to make you feel better. And again, like I said, I know I sound like a broken record, but staying consistent, sticking with the plan. Before you know it, you're going to be monetizing in no time. So that's a wrap on this conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you walk away feeling empowered, feeling tons of inspiration. I hope you found value in having this quote unquote escape plan. Thank you so much for being here. Find me on Instagram at the Jamie Silva. And thanks for tuning in. Remember to rate and review the show and I'll catch you on the next episode.